knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. 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 This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And welcome once again, everyone. Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez here on Poker Action Line. And uh, expecting a very intensive South Florida-type show because we have a big event coming up here in the next, uh, well, actually starts tomorrow. So uh, over the next uh, week and a half, uh, we'll have some some fun. Uh, An event that's now in the sixth year of uh, existence. Uh, up at the Palm Beach Kennel Club, we can remember when it started and how excited we were the first couple of years, Joe. And, of course, you played in some events up there. I'm going to play in an event tomorrow, a host horse event. But it starts out, uh, it's the World Series of Poker Circuit event at the Palm Beach Kennel Club. And uh, it starts off with a monster stack event. So we'll talk with uh, Chris Webster, uh, one of the managers up there. And uh, he's going to join us in just a couple of minutes. Also, later in the show... We'll have Nick Sortel on, who uh, is now writing for the Miami Herald, uh, as opposed to the Sun Sentinel. Uh, he left the Sun Sentinel uh, late last year and has now picked up a spot with the Herald, writing his regular column in the weekend section, which comes out on Fridays in the paper. And also you can pick that up, I think, a couple other places around town. But uh, he also has a site called SouthFloridaGambling.com. So uh, one of the true uh, journalists in this town that that concentrates almost strictly on gambling and poker, uh, is still around to uh, give us his expertise, which is great. And we've always enjoyed his work when he was writing for the Sun Sentinel. So Absolutely. He's done a great job covering the paramutuals, the Indians, all, all, every, every aspect of South Florida gambling. Now, I try to help him out occasionally with some information, but uh, uh, he gives back way more than that for me. I, mean, I can't tell you how much I depend on some of his information to stay up on things here in South Florida. And he has a great article about the Seminole Compact, uh, which came out at the end of last week, and we're going to talk with him about that. Uh, that will uh, be decided in the legislature, Florida legislature. It has been signed already, an agreement between the Indians and uh, Governor Rick Scott, but uh, it has to be approved and, and ratified by the state legislature, so they're working on that. Uh, also, uh, a lot of stuff going on here in South Florida. Nick told me today that the Hialeah uh, Park thing is kind of winding down because they did not appeal. Uh, they are waiting for the state to make a ruling and find out what the penalties are going to be, but I think they would like to just see that go away as quickly as possible. Yeah, well, <laughs> the rest of us would like to see what's going to happen with that because, you know, if a lot of these uh, stories, obviously, that the state found are serious allegations. Exactly. And they should be handled as such. Anyway, uh, also uh, some big events around the world, actually. Uh, Aussie Millions was... Uh, an interesting uh, situation because several South Florida players did very well. Daryl Fish won uh, the Tournament of Champions there, which was a great event. Also, uh, Chance Corneth, who we just had on the show maybe about a month ago, uh, won a big high roller event there. Ari Engel won the main event. He is not from South Florida, but he plays down here quite a bit, and I've seen him and talked to him a few times. So uh, South Florida players, it's amazing. Uh, the Borgata Winter Open is going on right now, and I looked at the day two standings heading into today's action, and there were three uh, South Florida players in the top ten. Uh, that doesn't surprise me, Dave. I mean, we have tremendous poker here in South Florida, you know, all the way from West, from Palm Beach Kennel Club all the way down. You have tremendous poker players and people who are relocating down here because of the action, the climate, 
this this is going to be the hub of the poker world very shortly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk uh, with our special guest, uh, Chris Webster, who's joining us on the program from Palm Beach Kennel Club. And uh, things are exciting up there, Chris. Uh, I know 2016 is going to be a big year, not only because of your big uh, WSOP circuit events, which we always enjoy in February and then one later in the summer, but uh could be a big year up there. I'm not going to have you comment too much about it because I know you don't want to speak for the uh, the Kennel Club, but uh, very well could have uh, slots maybe uh, a year from now. Who knows? Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, and uh, I'm going to be up there tomorrow, so I'm excited. Uh, how long have you been uh, at the poker room over there, Chris? Uh, I've been here for approximately 13 years. Okay. So you were around when the crazy, crazy... Uh, uh, morning of day 1C, I guess it was about three years ago now, and uh, they said a hockey game broke out in the parking lot basically that day. Oh, absolutely. We had tailgating going on, people sleeping in the parking lot just to try and get a, just to try and get a number to actually have a possibility of getting a ticket to the event. I heard it was a pretty good uh, scalper's uh, heaven out there, too. I know people <laughs> were selling their tickets for double what they uh, bought them for, but... Uh, you know, I think over the years, things have calmed down a little bit. There's so many tournaments now, and I know that it's not really necessary for uh, NOAA to offer the big, giant guarantees to get people in there because it's a good, solid event, and people know that they're going to have a good time there in Palm Beach. Absolutely. And, you know, most players know, you know, after you know six years of having the event here, they, you know, they, they pretty much expect to, what the prize pools are going to be. You know, so there's really no need for us to even put the guarantee up there anymore because right. they know. They know what it is. Well, it, it, there's a lot of, uh, you know, prestige to winning this event. Of course, we've had a couple of interesting things happen over the years. Maybe we'll get to that. To that. But uh, a lot of good South Florida players know that this is a must-play event. And uh, we're looking forward to kicking things off tomorrow at 12 noon with the uh, Monster Stack event. Later on in the day, the horse event, event two, gets underway, so they'll be playing at the same time. And then plenty of great stuff. Uh, having been around the event for, for several years, uh, is it like something you always really look forward to? Uh, absolutely. All, I mean, it, we basically are looking forward to it, you know, every six months. Because right. that, that's kind of the way it breaks down for us. It's like, you know, it, it's here, it's gone, and then all of a sudden we're back in it again. Right. You know, it's coming back. And it's always an exciting time when... You know, because we get we get players from all around the world coming to our facility, and seeing what you know Florida poker has to offer. You know these you know the World Series of Poker bringing all these players here. You know definitely has driven the Florida poker market, and it has made our local players better players. Now I'm sure that you always enjoy working with some of the guys from the World Series of Poker that come in and help run the events with you. Uh, I don't know who's going to be there this year, but not only that, but you have. Uh, you have a, a, a blog going uh, live uh, during the tournament. Uh, you have those little final tables that, uh, that that people are always striving to get to down there. And, of course, you got the dog races going on part of the time where people find uh, that very interesting to just be around that atmosphere. Absolutely. Uh, what, are you, uh, what are your plans? Uh, are you going to be around nights? Uh, is, are you, I'm assuming since you're there now, you're probably a nighttime guy, so... You're going to be uh, watching some of the satellites really closely. You're going to be uh, uh, bagging up some chips uh, from the uh, big events. And then, of course, uh, cash games are going strong uh, throughout the evening. Absolutely. Um, honestly, I will actually be here during the daytime for the series. Um, 
but uh, yeah, no, the cash games have been going strong for uh, for quite a while. We have the big bad beat jackpot right now, over three hundred and thirty thousand um, dollars. You know, our high hand promotions are you know fantastic. You know, two hundred every twenty minutes, four hundred at the top of the hour, and then that's doubled on the weekends on Fridays and Saturdays. Right. So I mean, we've we've just had a tremendous turnout every single day with all of the uh, promotions going on. So, I mean, we're very excited. And now to bring it in the World Series is just its phenomenal. We're really excited to see the amount of play that we're actually going to have. Well, we talked about uh, the people lining up in the morning uh, a couple of years ago for that one event. It was uh, That was, of course, a million-dollar guarantee that was pretty much brand new. And uh, people were really going over the top, obviously, about that one. But uh, I can remember back then that you guys have had some uh, big bad beat jackpots that were ongoing and kind of just terminated at the right time. I think uh, I think uh, both Tim and uh, Noah felt good about it because they weren't sure if things would get too crazy if you had a big bad beat jackpot. And this year it's intact, so you're going to have all your cash game play of people wanting to play. You're going to have people getting knocked out of events and uh, dying to get into cash games. Uh, it could be very, very crazy over the next 12 days. It definitely could be, and we are definitely set up and ready for it. Um, I mean, just just over the past uh, couple months, we you know we've been at full capacity, and you know everybody is you know on the same page, and it, it's almost like a regular day for them now. Now, when you have the really big events where you need maybe all 70 tables or however, however many you're going to have set up, uh, there are times where you have to let people know. Uh, there will be no cash games until we uh, whittle this field down a little bit. So I'm sure not everybody is going to be uh, completely happy all of the time, but you guys got to do your best to, to, to make them happy most of the time. Absolutely. Tell me a little about that. Uh, honestly, I'm not, I'm not quite sure we're going to run into those kind of situations this year um, just because, uh, you know, we have, we have our extra tables upstairs now, and, uh, we're, and the way the, uh, the schedule is is that, you know, we're, we really won't have to worry about having too many tournament events going at one time. Okay. Um, that was the problem we kind of ran into. You know, the, it was really the first year or two is that we tried to get too many events in at going at the same time. And over the past few years, we definitely have uh, adjusted the scheduling of the events to accommodate the cash players and the tournament players. Right. My partner here, Joe Rodriguez, of course, ran uh, the Miami Highlight Room for many years and has uh, worked with Will Herrera before, who's your tournament director. Also uh, is good friends with uh, Noah Carbone and Tim Wright. And uh, those guys are spectacular. They're also getting some assistance from people coming in, I'm sure, from Vegas in the World Series of Poker. And then your regular staff, guys like you that are uh, work really hard, Josh, uh, who he has been on the show with us before, uh, Joe, anything you uh, want to ask him well, about the preparations? Well, I listen, we know what a great job they've done for so many years over there, Chris. And um, what I want to ask you, does the, does, does the WSOP put any you know pressure on you guys to have X amount of tables available for the tournaments? Or do you guys set the, the, the number for those tables that you use for tournaments and you know how many entries you start with for each event? Uh, we, I mean, we work hand in hand with the WSOP. Um, you know, honestly, if you know, if we had you know, fifteen hundred people show up tomorrow for our first event, they're all you know, it's all going to be tournament. You know, um, so I mean, we just work hand in hand with them, and for 
two weeks, the tournament is priority. And if we have to not have cash games, then we won't have the cash games. Now, you know, that would be phenomenal, you know, for for the Palm Beach Kennel Club to put up numbers where we just had tournament the entire time. Well, listen, Chris, as being as poker room manager, I've seen the, the difference that the WSOP circuit event has made in West Palm Beach as those numbers are made public, you know, and I remember that first year. It was incredible, and it's just gotten better and better for you guys every year after that. Um, what's the priority? I, I mean, I, you're telling me about with the tournament, 1,500 people show up, you're going to get them into the tournament. At what point, as people get eliminated from the tournament, does, does uh, you know, the Palm Beach Kennel Club start, okay, you know, one table is done, that's a cash table going opening up. And as Dave mentioned to you also, just on the second part of this question, how do you handle that with your cash people? Are, are they getting special perks uh, during this time of the year, the, your loyal customers that are there in day in, day out? Obviously, with a $330,000 bad beat, you have a lot of those people there that may not be interested in the tournament just chasing the, the cash game bad beat and the high hands that you guys have. What kind of uh, delicate uh, tightrope do you guys walk with these people, or do you offer them anything extra? We definitely walk a tightrope with them, but, uh, you know, our regular players, I mean, they're fantastic people. They're here all the time. I mean, they're, you know, we're friendly with, you know, the majority of everybody. We know them by first names, last names, and, you know, they just know that two yeah. weeks out of the year, this could possibly happen where we, you know, might have to shut, you know, cash games down just for a little while. Um, but, you know, as we don't, you know, give them any special treatment, you know, if they're here waiting to play a cash game to try and get the bad beat, they're going to go on the list just like the player coming from Las Vegas, you know, coming down to play the tournament. He goes bust. He's going to go on the list. And, of course, they're encouraged to uh, participate in the events. So there's a lot of excitement, uh, a lot of prestige with uh, collecting a ring from the World Series of Poker Circuit. So uh, I don't think they'll be too shocked. I'm, I'm sure that you can handle that. Uh, two things I did want to mention, though. Uh, you guys have a little special area now for your three-card poker and your ultimate hold'em uh, tables uh, that was looked very interesting. I talked a little with Willie Mejia up there uh, when I was up there a few weeks ago. And he is kind of uh, overseeing the high limit area that you have down there on the first floor. How are both of those uh, things coming along? Uh, the high stakes poker games are are fantastic right now. Uh, they're running the uh, five, ten, and a quarter uh, PLO game daily, um, and that game plays you know pretty deep. And uh, then they also have the five, ten, uh, five hundred, twenty five hundred dollar buy in game that's going daily also. That's uh, playing you know playing uh, pretty aggressive okay and as far as the three car in the ultimate texas hold'em you know they're open all day long <laughs> you know as soon as we offer it at 12 o'clock they open and they stay open until i believe it's two o'clock right so i mean and you know the, the wait's never too long you know maybe a 15 minute wait to get into you know any of our games um so but it's been it's been fantastic to have to have be able to offer those games to the players. A lot of excitement there. Uh, there's nothing like seeing that eight dog uh, one, one run wide around the last turn and uh, <laughs> overtake the field. But uh, certainly the poker is going to be great. You kick things off with the Monster Stack event, a 365 buy-in. That starts at noon tomorrow uh, as we tape the show here on Wednesday night. So Thursday at noon will be event one. Event two is a horse event at five. 
And then, of course, you have uh, a lot of great satellites and stuff. People have a chance to win uh, tokens that they can use for their buy-ins. Uh, there'll be a ladies' event that's not a ring event, but that is uh, Saturday at 7. And then uh, both Friday and Saturday will be four opening sessions for the 580, which I expect a huge turnout for that one. I'm sure you do, too. Absolutely. This should be a very good field. Of course, the main event uh, is still about a week and a half away, February 12th and 13th. Uh, it is event 10 on the schedule. 1675 buy-in. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm sure you're looking forward to it. Uh, one final question. Uh, what do you do to prepare yourself both emotionally, I know you've been probably taking some naps the last few days. Not only emotionally, but physically, too. There's a <laughs> yeah, long this is a lot of work here, and I'm sure you have to gear yourself up for the whole week and a half. Absolutely. Just get as much rest as you can when you can, and, you know, it's over before you know it. So yeah. just keep, keep your head down, keep working, and it'll be, you'll make it. <laughs> twelve rings in twelve days. Uh, great excitement. A lot of the big-name players from all around the country come in, and, of course, uh, draws from all parts of the state of Florida. Uh, an exciting event, and uh, sixth year, as I mentioned, for this event. Uh, Chris, thanks for taking the time to be with us, and uh, we'll see you up there tomorrow. Thank you very much. You guys have a great evening. Okay. Take care, Chris. Take it easy. Bye now. Uh, Chris Webster from the Palm Beach Kennel Club. Uh, very exciting time. Uh, they have both that first he's, floor. He's being kind with getting rest, because trust me, yeah. I I know what it was like to put on just one tournament that lasted over three or four days with the, you know four or five days. And the work that went in, I can't imagine, you know, how hard it is, you know. But that comes with training your staff properly, and obviously we know that they've done that over there. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, this is not their first rodeo. Uh, they've had some crazy stuff. Of course, they had the, the one year where they had to disqualify the champion of one of the events because he uh, swiped a chip or two and uh, pocketed it away, and which is, of course, a no-no in the poker and world. That happened. Wasn't that right after the Borgata? It was Borgoda, two years ago, I Right, after the, right the after the Borgata, yeah. Borgata yeah. thing, yeah. Which is going on now, by the way. The Borgata winner will give you some results later in the show. Uh, but certainly looking forward to, to being there tomorrow. Um, you know, we've been up there, Joe, on days where, you know, there was maybe some dog racing or, or not a whole lot of stuff. And, of course, things are ramped up a bit, but they're always busy up there at Palm Beach Kennel Club. Yeah, you know, I've, I've always been, I, you know, like I mentioned to Chris when I spoke to him, we've seen the spike in numbers, you know, in February when they first started doing this five, six years ago. It's incredible. They were doing a million dollars. They were one of the rooms that was doing close to a million dollars a month. And then in February they spiked to like one and a half, and then almost they got close to two million dollars one year with this. It was, so I'm very curious to find out. If their paramutual numbers also spike oh, with sure. this amount of crowd. I'm sure. Uh, you get guys that, uh, you know, they're sitting around maybe waiting for the next event to start. Maybe they're trying to decide if they want to play a cash for a little while before a tournament. They'll sit around and bet a few races. I'm sure that they do uh, very well with that. It's got to help. Yeah, them. I mean, I, I didn't think about that until now, but I'm thinking, you know, the, the paramutual uh, pool has to go up there, uh, you know, during these 12 days. Yeah, they have... Uh, they, in that second floor grandstand by the uh, upstairs poker room, they serve, uh, you know, the lunches and stuff for some of the players. And and uh, the guys serving the food actually have their back to the track, but that's right a little bit short of the finish line. So, uh, you know, people are in line waiting to get their food. They're watching, <laughs> they're watching the races. And, of that's course, right. uh, cheering those guys that lead the dogs out and uh, – put them in the boxes and then head running down the side of the track. I, some of the guys race each other a little bit, yeah. too. So there's a lot of fun stuff. And you mentioned all of that. You know, we, we talk about, so people understand how much work has to go into this. 
not only does the poker staff have to get ready, yeah, but the F and B staff, oh yeah, janitorial. Absolutely. I mean, it 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 involves every single person that works in that place. Right. It is twelve days of nonstop, you know, action, uh, which means they are going to be probably going around the clock uh, with all their other the other you know stuff in the in the par- at the dog track. Yeah, I've seen three events going on at the same time. Uh, that happens occasionally. He did say they tried to limit that as much as they possibly could, but uh, there's some great events, including the. Uh, uh, the Pot Limit Omaha with a re-entry, that's uh, February 9th at 5. They got a PLO 8 or better tournament, uh, which is event 6. There is, uh, as I mentioned, a ladies event and a seniors event. Those are not ring events, but uh, those draw quite a few people too. The seniors event, a uh, really good turnout the last couple of years. Uh, that's a 250 buy-in, and that is uh, on February 14th. So. Uh, stuff going on. Isn't that coincidental, Dave? The seniors, they figure by then you guys don't have to worry about <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> That's probably true. That's probably, I didn't even think about that. Uh, one last thing for you on before we take a break here. Um, the Bad Beat jackpot is just going to ramp up the excitement. Uh, you're going to have lines of people that want to play. I, is, I think it's going to be crazier than he seemed to feel no, it was going to well, be. No, well, you know what? I, I don't because, as he mentioned, once it's hit that number, they're running at full capacity. He mentioned that in yeah, the interview. They, they're they running at full capacity. For, several, for so the last all this weeks. is all, The only extra work that you're going to see is that you're going to have a much larger uh, waiting list for it yeah. than usual. But that doesn't affect because if every single table is full, you understand? Like he said, it'd be nice if they didn't have the big jackpot going into this because the extra work would probably help build it up for once the tournament is over for the locals. So the locals have kind of built up this jackpot. That's more than likely why you don't want to have a huge jackpot because you don't want an out-of-towner. Well, they're excited about (coughs) this year, though. You don't want an out-of-towner hitting this uh, (laughs) when your locals have taken six months to build it up. Well, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, the guys at a regular table, they were all, uh, not all, but mostly elderly gentlemen, you know, in their 60s and 70s. They played a regular game there. Uh, it hit at their table, and I can I just remember it completely. You know, you would think that there's a tremendous amount of yelling and screaming and excitement, and these guys were like, shh, shh, shh. Yeah. They didn't want the big excitement, you know. They didn't want people coming around and everything, <laughs> so they tried to keep it cool. Uh, but someone had, the uh, obviously, the, uh, the the high end of a, of a straight flush. And, yeah, and uh, the other guy had the lower end, end. So, yep. You know, that does happen, and... Uh, uh, you can get all the information up there. Just call the Kennel Club at 561-683-2222, and uh, they have some recordings there for information. Uh, they'll give you the whole schedule there. Go to palmbeachkennelclub.com, and they'll have a complete schedule there. Looking forward to going up there tomorrow and uh, checking out all the excitement. It's the World Series of Poker Circuit for the sixth year up there, 12 rings in 12 days, and look forward to seeing up everybody up there uh, as we go over there tomorrow. Uh, we do need to take a break, but we want to mention our friends at Gulfstream Park. And, of course, uh, racing is uh, pretty crazy over there, the Sunshine Millions. And then uh, they had stakes races this weekend. I didn't get a chance to get over there this weekend. I had planned on it, but I did not make it over there. But uh, it doesn't matter because every Saturday there's something big coming up, and there's a big one coming this weekend. It's the Don Handicap, which is also one of the uh, major, major events of the season. And we'll be checking that out as well as we head up there uh, I'll probably head up there Saturday as well. So uh, be sure and check uh, the racing season out. Don't wait around just because you know it's going to be crowded and you might have a chance uh, 
you know, to get shut out of a couple of betting races or something like that. But uh, certainly it's a place to be because uh, it's, it's one of the fun places in South Florida, Joe. You've been there many times, and uh, you know that there's uh, stuff that they have to offer outside the poker room and outside of the racing as well. Well, it's a beautiful track. You know, I've, I've always loved horse racing. My father loved horse racing. So when I was a young boy, I used to go to, to the racetrack, you know, let me tell you, Gulfstream down here in South Florida is the jewel for horse racing right now. Uh, there's nobody that gets close. As we lead up to, you know, the Kentucky Derby in May, which last year for the first time in, in, in almost 40 years, they we had, had a triple crown, crown winner. Absolutely. So, you know, everything started here at Gulfstream. So uh, that's just the horse racing part of it, Dave. Then you've got the great poker room that we always talk about here, the staff over there all the promotions and benefits that they give their poker players there. And if you come with your wife and she's not a poker player, she's got all the different types of shops to go to there in the village of Gulfstream. And like I said, it's a fun place for the whole family. And again, great places to eat even when you're done playing poker and you're, you know, the missus is done shopping or taking care of whatever she wants to do there. Then you got a lot of great restaurants to go to there to have a great meal. You could make it a whole day. You can see the great jockeys, of course, uh, big name jockeys that are there, uh, Johnny Velasquez, and and uh, a whole host of them. Their their pictures are up on the walls inside the breezeway there, and you get to see these guys in person. They're they're the best, and of course the great trainers like uh, like uh, Todd Pletcher and uh, Nick Zito, and and a whole host of guys that are here every winter for about three or four months bringing their best horses here, and it's the best exciting racing. Uh, the Don Handicap has been a staple in this town for many, many years, $500,000 purse in that one, and uh, there's like six different stakes races uh, from 75000 up to the 500 k So the Gulfstream Park Turf Handicap, Swanee River, the Fred Hooper, great stuff this weekend. That's all on Saturday, and they have a giveaway. I think this week is some sort of uh, seat cushion that they're giving away, which looked very nice as well. And, uh, you know, you can get the, they got stone crabs for sale in the, uh, in right off the breezeway there. That's something I like to do. Of course, you, you got to gear up your uh, wallet for that as well. <laughs> but uh, great stuff. And, and if you want to get something at the Ten Palms or at Christine Lee's, which is an outstanding uh, Chinese restaurant uh, upstairs on the third floor, it's best to give them a call this week and make your reservations if you're heading over there. So uh, we like to send you over there because we know you'll have a great time. We know you'll have fun. It's beautiful. The ladies are beautiful there. There's a lot of great people, and uh, it's an exciting time. It's Gulfstream Park. It's located in Houndale Beach, south part of Broward County, 901 South Federal Highway, the corner of Federal, and Houndale Beach Boulevard. Tell them the Big Dave and Joe sent you over. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet. It will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer could purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, 
The prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean. You can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. WFO Radio NHRA Nitro is all about the NHRA Full Throttle Drag Racing Series. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the first edition of NHRA Nitro. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt. Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events, NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFORadio.com. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez. Uh, Nick Sordle joins us momentarily. Uh, we're happy to say that uh, Nick has his own site now and also is writing for the Miami Herald. Uh, took a couple of months off, so we'll, uh, we'll tease him about he, that. He deserves it. He deserves it. He's a hardworking <laughs> man. He deserves that. Absolutely. He was probably just uh, gathering more material for uh, his new site, which we'll see, and uh, we'll see some videos and great stuff on there as well. We'll get to him in just a second. Uh, the Borgata Poker Open is uh, moving along in the uh, championship. Uh, I mentioned some of the South Florida players that were uh, doing very well there heading into the day. Uh, we had, I know, Barry Hutter and a couple other guys were, were up there in the top ten going into the day. I just noticed that uh, David Paredes knocked out uh, Shetty Siddique, who is a great guy who uh, represents the Seminole Hard Rock, just got knocked out of the tournament. Uh, they are down to... 82 players out of uh, 1,171 at the main event, uh, the WPT main event at the Winter Poker Open at the Borgata. And uh looks like uh, Daniel Hinden is uh, the chip leader with uh, 1.5 million chips. Uh, John Allen Hines just behind him. John Gale, David Paredes. And Joe McKeon at 900,000 chips. Wow, look how about at Joe that? continuing his uh, tremendous streak. Yeah, how about that? Should be great uh, to follow this one as it moves down. I don't think we'll have uh, – I think we're trying to play down to 27 tonight, so we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Muckle Pahuja was uh, up there high in the chip stacks earlier in the day. We'll try to get a count on him. Also, David Diaz. So these are great South Florida players that you know not only play here locally and do very well, but uh, go all over the, all over the world. Uh, Certainly, uh, the stuff that the Aussie Millions uh, excited us with uh, Daryl Fish winning a big event, Chance Corneth, and uh, had some good times. But uh, let's talk a little uh, South Florida poker with the man who runs SouthFloridaGambling.com, Nick Sordle, a good friend of ours for many years. And uh, Nick, I noticed that uh, you ended up on the plus side in your personal gambling for uh, 2015. I don't think I could have uh, survived without that article, so I'm glad you got that out. (laughs) 
It made you feel better about yourself, didn't no, you? No, you always do well. Uh, you do a lot better than me. Uh, you could have played that one hand with uh, quad aces a little better, but uh, yeah, what can I yeah. say? Yeah, I left $500 on the table in a hand with Dave Lemon at Casino uh, <laughs> Miami High Lie a couple years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 took, you took my money, you just didn't get the Fronton's money. Yeah, and, and we all remember those. And, and uh, you know, there's there's certain things in your life that you'll remember forever, and that's probably one of them for me. Well, so, you know, ace two and ace 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 hits. You should shove all in if you're playing. If you need both cards in the hand for the for the high hand. Exactly. I knew, my two was going to play in the next. The next card kills me as a high hand candidate. I, I should know better. Well, I don't even know the rules. Five hundred dollar lesson. I don't even know the rules <laughs> half the time of those high hands, so no, I, doubt, I doubt if I'll ever hit one. And if you ask what's the rule, then everybody knows you don't play regularly at that at that card room, and then they're going to go after you. Yeah, yeah you, know? you, you so, can't so, expose yourself, that's for sure. Yeah, that's a huge tell, you know. It, it, so you, you, that doesn't work. Joe, thank you for sticking up for me. <laughs> I, I, I heard Dave say we're going to give him a hard time. I do deserve my vacation, yes, so you that's do, a beautiful Dave. thing. Yes, you thank do. you. Much you, obliged, sir. You got it. Well, you worked for years for the Sun Sentinel, and you left, uh, I guess, about three-quarters of the way through 2000. 2015, uh, took a couple of months off, you're back in action now, actually working for the Herald, and uh, uh, are you thrilled about that? Uh, you've been around uh, South Florida media for a long time, are you excited about working for the Herald? Uh, to, to tell you the truth, I have been applying at the Miami Herald for some job or another since like 1985. <laughs> I've applied wow. four different times in four decades, once for sports, once sports copy editor, once feature writer, and once gambling writer, and that's what I remember off the top of my head. So I guess it says the quality of journalism has finally declined to the point that I'm a suitable Herald employee. Well, I'm going to defend you on that one because I mentioned earlier in the show before you came on the phone uh, uh, how important you are to me as, uh, as a source for information, how much I depend on you to uh, stay on top of what's going on. And uh, it's obvious that there's so much happening here in South Florida. Things have changed over the last six years. Uh, I just had the guy on from uh, Palm Beach Kennel Club. I can remember when that one started. I can remember oh my gosh. several years ago when they had uh, crazy uh, lines out the door the morning of the final uh, opening day of the Million Dollar event. And uh, it just seems to zoom along, and, and it's hard to figure out what's happening uh, any one day. Yes, yes, and, and it's everywhere, and they're so competitive among each other. You right. know, and, and like they say, the poker rooms are like the NFL in that if you're a manager – at one room, and you, and you leave there, you're going to be a manager someplace else pretty soon. Well, the so, yeah. No, I was going to say, the first thing that, that I wanted to get into with you, uh, obviously, what was interesting in the article that you just wrote about the Seminole Compact was, I think it was point number three, that the Genting people are still in or number six, the Genting people are yes. still in play. There's a possibility we still could have some sort of huge destination casino here in South Florida. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't know huge because it is limited to 750 slots. But Genting, you know, has always had a good point in that they're going to bring in other people's money and get it spent here and left here, where 90% of our business here is local. So I've always felt like if you're going to bring in South American money, Asian money, and money from from Northeast U.S., and, and they're going to stay at a hotel down there, and then I don't see why anybody would have a huge problem with that. Well, the um, seven, some people argue traffic, but traffic right. traffic is, is traffic, a mess. Traffic there, there is nasty. no come and go. Yeah. 
But yeah. uh, the 750, that's uh, as it's written right now, by the time the legislators get through with it and there's amendments and all that sort of thing, I don't think that'll fly with Genting. I would think that they would uh, maybe back off from even getting involved at that kind of number. Yeah, but they would still, the way this is written, yeah, you might have a point, but there's the blackjack, and, and uh, which, again, you, yeah, I just talked myself into a corner now that I think about it because it's, it's $15 a hand is, is what they would be limited to. Yeah, they're not going to um, buy that. <laughs> yeah, but boy, they, have, they have that land there, and, and um, you know, they, they also have seaplanes where they can take people over to, to Bimini where it would be unlimited, and a sports book. Right. You know, I mean, they they shut down their ship. I, I don't know if you read that or not. Resorts World no, no longer does. No, I didn't does, know that. Yes. Resorts World no longer does the Bimini super fast. Wow. But what they do is take you over by seaplane, which is a 20-minute trip, and it, and it puts you right there. Well, I I took oh. it once. I had fun. It was nice, but mm-hmm. but it wasn't something I uh, would be excited about. The convenience factor is so important for people in this town. Uh, yeah. You know, when you have to drive 25 minutes anyplace to get anywhere. Uh, you don't want to do it on a boat that's going up and down in the sea. Yeah, the, the, that's just the whole thing that killed casino cruises here is why be a hostage on a ship when you can come and go from something land-based whenever you want. Right. And not go through customs. Well, yeah. the, the Seminoles had a big uh, big blowout for the media the other day, and they showed their uh, hotel that, that could be on the, on the books uh, sometime in the next couple of years, shaped like a guitar. Which was pretty crazy. Uh, what did what did that look like to you? Oh, um, I kind of missed the boat. You know, the the uh, I wrote the story for the New Times. Uh, I have a I have a committed relationship with the Herald, okay. and New Times and I are kind of like friends with benefits. So I send them stories now and then. Anyway, I, I sent them that story, and, and I thought the Sun Sentinel story and the Herald story were both better than mine. They focus on that guitar. It's going to be thirty six stories. And it would be something you heck you would see that from the air. Yeah, that's know? crazy. I mean, I can, right now when you fly into uh, Fort Lauderdale International Airport, you can see the uh, the big uh, the hard rock monitor. Sign, yeah. yeah, the monitor yeah. going and all the uh, it's uh, it really stands out. Uh, you know, but, that, but do you guys agree? The novelty would wear out quick, though, right? The hard rock wants the bigger patron yeah. now, yeah. more than they used to. Yeah. I, I think they've shifted quite a bit since Larry Moment came in. I mean, in a way, he's a specialist in Asian gamblers. He's he's the man and knows that stuff. So once he came in, I thought, yeah, they're coming to people that have the loot. You, you and you and I won't probably won't be able to afford a room in that hotel. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah, I can remember when you could get a deal for a hundred dollars, and I think that's uh, long gone. But uh, uh, tell us a little about uh, you know, obviously, the, you you kind of uh, say that some other people wrote some better articles, but. This this article that you wrote, the seven points about the Seminole Compact that uh, oh, yes. that, wrote, that came out on the 29th of January, uh, was a great layout just for what's happening because, you know, we hear about it all the time. We know there's stuff going up in Tallahassee. There's things behind the scenes, but you laid it out step by step what's going on and, and gave us a better feel for what's going to happen. What's the time frame for when this thing gets decided? Well, thank you. Yeah, I think what happens is people miss out on the context of, of the whole thing. In, in that, yeah, the symbols of Scott have a deal, but boy, that's that's just the first step, and and there's a lot of things that could happen. Um, the, the time frame on this now is that no legislator has yet even raised his or her hand to make it a bill, and so it's got to be proposed as a bill, and then voted on in a committee, 
and then it would go to the House and Senate floor. And, of course, some of the paramutuals are trying to torpedo it. Um, you tell me, if, if I'm a paramutual and I get a 25% tax and I get my blackjack, I'm not sure I would want to be torpedoing it. Yeah, I, I feel the same you way. Know? You know, it's a big step yeah. up for them. Uh, they got to know that they that the, the 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 playing field will never be level. I think you had the great line never in the story. Yeah. There, you're just looking for something a little leveler. Leveler. That's, yeah, because that's, that's, yeah. Yeah, it's never. I mean, you know, and and we could say we could back it up all the way 200 years, going well. We took their land, and so. You know, and I have no idea what is fair. Um, I have I have no side on this thing. I'm just, you know, trying to think, see it from everybody's point of view. Um, so, but yeah, we still got to go through a vote. And I think the problem is the northern uh, paramutuals and, and the northern counties. Now there's they're half and half. Half the northern counties don't want expansion at all, and the other half are saying, yeah, we want to get in the game, too. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's very polar, you know, that, that those two groups are opposing. Well, is what's going to be decided at Gretna, uh, Gretna uh, will they, uh, will that have a big effect on this whole thing, or uh, is it going to be more just the South Florida versus Tampa and that sort of thing? No, I, I think Gretna in, in July, I mean, the Seminoles are holding their breath on that, too, because that would blow up the compact. If suddenly we had counties that could have slots, many of them in northwest Florida, their uh, $900 million or so a year that they get out of Tampa is going to be reduced. And so, and that's a huge part of their compact. Their compact is as much about Tampa as it is about down here. Yeah, I'm sure. And it's if true. not more so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I mean, I haven't played there in a while, but Tampa apparently is a huge poker, does, does very well just for action you know, nightly, night in, night out. Yeah, and I guess um, I guess they're bringing in about uh, a good sixty percent more than the than the, the Hollywood place uh, down here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's about nine hundred thousand at Tampa total, and about five fifty at the Hard Rock. Right, right. That, that was surprising to me. Uh, Forty forty two percent in Tampa of their total revenues, and twenty eight percent at the Hard Rock. You mentioned uh, it was less figures I saw. Right. Yeah. You mentioned the uh, the paramutuals. And I find that to be very interesting, too, because they can, you know, not that it's anything new, but they've never been able to agree on anything between them. Uh, they're trying to go against the Indians. They're trying to... Circular firing squad. Exactly. It's crazy. And I even look at things now. You know, you look at Hi-Li. Uh Dania really has a feel for uh, putting together a really good product. Miami would dump Hi-Li in a New York second if they got decoupling passed. Yeah. Uh, the dog tracks are uh, the same way. You got uh, you got uh, Magic City that still seems to want to have some races. You got Hollywood that would dump it in a moment. Yeah. And so who yeah. knows what's going to happen? Uh, you know, I, I think Gulfstream is going to have great horse racing for many years to come. But some of these other yeah. places would like to have those restrictions taken off of them. Yes, and and uh, that that whole part is another part of contention. Um, if if I were running the show in Tallahassee. I would say let's just get everything done and then we'll talk decoupling. But I think what's going on is some of the key voters are throwing decoupling in the mix because they see this as their entryway into getting what they want. Yeah. And so they're trying to hold the compact hostage in, in a certain way, Will including we, Palm Beach Kennel Club. Yeah, well, they're, they're, there's a big factor there, the fact that, yeah. that they could get slots. Uh, I don't think, uh, you know... I don't think, uh, you know, the paramutuals down in Dade and Broward getting 
uh, blackjack is a small thing. You know, it's going to bring in them a lot of business, even if there's limits, like we say. You know, there's a ton of people that want to find a place to come play five, ten, fifteen dollar blackjack. You most of the slot players are women, and you need the uh, the date to go along. And and the men would yeah. say, yeah, let's go play blackjack there and take the woman to play slot, and and your business would increase. At least that's what I've been told. Yeah. You know, I talk all the time like I'm a casino owner, <laughs> and you know, I, they're dealing with money that you and I have no idea about. You know, I mean. You know, some of these places, you know, the Isle Poker Room makes $10 million a year. You and I will never see $10 million. Yeah. So, we won't? Yeah. No, no, I don't think so. We're not no. going to hit one of those uh, lottery, uh, Powerball lotteries? No, I, I don't. The odds are very good again. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about this is the site and what you're doing differently now uh, than you did over yeah. the last five, six years. Well, a, a lot of it is the same on SouthFloridaGambling.com in that I – want to tell people what's going on look from the gambler's perspective um you know 90 percent of what i write is positive or helping people go gamble but if people do mess up it's my job to tell the truth so that goes up there too um you know i have selfportagambling.com as, as the uh site but it's also a facebook page because you know more and more people are getting their news out of facebook now right so you put that on facebook you put it on on twitter where you tweet the stuff out and um much of the stuff that I break first on com then runs in print somewhere. And a surprisingly uh, increasing number of people want it for print than I thought, So, which is good for me, you know, obviously. And um, and in the Herald, it runs every Friday. Um, focus much more on Miami Dade than I used to, right. which, which in some ways hurts for poker because uh, Casino Miami, you know, they're trying to, to keep their poker going, and Calder doesn't have poker. So poker action, I, I'm covering less. You know, like right. like you brought up the stuff about Palm Beach Kennel Club today, and I, I probably am, that is less newsworthy the way I'm set up now than it was when I was I at Sun Sentinel. Will you, have, yeah. uh, will you be carrying the little uh, videos that you always did, uh, interview, interviews and stuff like that? We are working with my web guy to do that right now. So... Uh, and yes, I have a web guy. Is that, that uh, you know, that's part of my media empire. Is, you know, I have a staff of one. Very good. Very good. But we want to get. We, there's a new stuff. And the fact of the matter is, I love doing this stuff. I love telling people what's going on. Um, I think I have credibility and the idea that I'm fair and, and tell the truth uh, to all sides. And I just like keep doing it. And and uh, so I'm going to do it, and I enjoy it. One of the interesting things you just wrote about in the last few days was uh, the article about uh, John Brunetti and the chance that they may have picked up that idea of opening a highlight front down down in Florida City. Uh, we heard about that years ago. It kind of just disappeared. Now he's thinking that maybe he might try to do something with that. Could that possibly happen anytime? Uh, soon? Yeah, I, I'm going out on a limb saying it will happen. Okay. I, I, the, uh, I talked to the mayor there, and the mayor is really hot for it. You know, he cautions. You know, it has to clear a site plan. It has to go through all the all the uh, the governmental uh, regulations that they use. But Brumetti has the permit in hand. Other casino owners at other casinos say, "Yeah, he's building it." Um, apparently, they don't have as much problem with it. Uh, Florida City is a town of what twelve thousand people. Okay. So, you know, how much action are you going to get? But for Brunetti, I mean, heaven only knows. I mean, look what they did with Tyalea, uh, that right. poker room there. Yeah. Despite everything, they, they're the most lucrative poker room, you know, outside of the aisle. We'll get to that in just a second. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For people who don't know, Florida City is basically next to Homestead. So 
Uh, yeah. We always look at that. That's kind of off the map for a lot of us up in Broward County because uh, after the storm in 19, what was it, 1992 or three? 92, Andrew, Andrew yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it basically kind of disappeared from a lot of people's consciousness. Like but uh, certainly it's the gateway to the Florida Keys for people who like to travel down there. So there's some interesting stuff. We'll keep an eye on that one for sure. That's where the turnpike meets the Keys, right? Exactly, exactly. Basically, yeah, it's that intersection, yeah. Yeah, I think he owns yeah. 38 acres down there that he bought. Yeah, for, Danny bought for 6.7 million. As I look at your article here, uh, yeah, it'd be crazy. But you know, if if Highlight is uh, a means to an end for uh, John Brunetti, then I'm all for it. Yeah, and the real estate uh, newspapers in Miami beat me on the purchase. They they just didn't put it totally together with what was going on. But um, okay. yeah, they they had it into Kim on the purchase. So two quick things. So, uh, have you been to Dania? Yes. Yes, I've, I've been a couple times. You talked about the highlight. The one thing that bothers me, it looks like on weekends the highlight sessions are 4.15 and 10 p.m. Yeah, it's a kind of a crazy schedule. I think they were looking to have like an evening performance where they could attract people after dinner and that people would come later. Uh, you know, they are trying hard to, to put out a good product, but uh, unfortunately the people aren't picking it up as quick as they should and uh, yeah. it's a tough sell it's a tough sell it really is yes and it's it's always an adjustment this whole thing's an art and a science so art rather than a science right so uh, yeah have you been play have you played in the poker room yet i have not I've, I've walked through there three or four times every time i've had friends with me and i just can't get that hour away from yeah. friends you know so elio molina it, runs it, the room he used to work for eliana over at magic city yeah yeah, so so that's that's good, and and they're having two tournaments that they're starting up. I think there's a fifty dollar one night, and there's an eighty five dollar I think on Wednesday night. Right. Uh, you know, you and I both know, you know, before before all these this transition, Dania was known as a tournament place, and um, you know, will those tournament players come back? You know, they might because the Mardi Gras free rolls are nice, but. They call it a free roll, but you're still in for fifty bucks. Yeah, and for sure. You'd really, people would put down the money. You would think, was, you know, a night or two a week. Question is, will, will Dan Levitard come back to Dania? I think he's long gone. I think he's, <laughs> he's going to the Bellagio. He's got a show on Fusion. Yeah, he's, he's uh, you know, we're, we're still in the dust. And his, you talk about media empires. That guy, he's, <laughs> he's grown, hasn't he? I can't even Not imagine much. that uh, Poppy Levitard is going to show up at Dania. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, last thing, uh, yes. Hylia Park. Uh, I know that you've been yes, following sir. it. Uh, we're getting closer to a resolution, as you mentioned to me earlier today. They did not appeal uh, by the 18th. I guess they uh, they would like to see this thing go away, but uh, it's a it's a pretty big story. Uh, people uh, people want a fair place to play, and I'm glad that they uh, you know have terminated the people involved. Somebody spoke up. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. um, and moved on. I, I really look at it as an opportunity for them to reassure people that they do run a fair game there, uh, and they seem to uh, not want as much much publicity as they they really could uh, take advantage of. Yeah, your point of view is different than theirs on on how how much access you would give in terms of telling the story. Right. Um, so the way I look at it, first of all, is all casinos have theft problems. They, you know, I mean, the Hard Rock had somebody employee the theft issue in the poker room, and uh, Calder had one, Gulfstream had one. Um, but the difference in this one is the players were affected. Yeah. Right? Because, yeah, yeah, when when that um, 
instead of getting an overlay, you got an underlay when they put in people for free, which is a violation. <laughs> which is, that's a violation of state law. I didn't realize that. Yeah. That, you know, um, you know, when like if if I play someplace in a tournament or you play anymore, they are have do have to pay that fee. Somebody has to pay it to to make it a, a fair tournament. Yeah. So and, right and, away and that was. You, you look at the average uh, player in South Florida that's really not that sophisticated doesn't even think about, you know, the rakes that come out of the hands and that sort of thing and what's best for themselves in the long run. A lot of those people didn't even care about that, probably, especially the ones that were getting bought into the tournament for free. Of course. <laughs> right. But the other thing that I, I missed in my first news story, and I have another one coming out in the New Times um, next week, is that the affidavit said that the jackpot rake was not right. Right. And, and the jackpot numbers were not reconciled. Which means, you know, I sit there and go, well, I played cash. I really wasn't affected. Um, well, I guess it wasn't affected because I didn't hit a high hand anyway. But those, those numbers, you, you got a question is all the money that went into the box each, each hand, did that money go back to the players or not properly? Right. And, um, if you, if, go you're, ahead. if you're ready for the new times, I was just going to say you can, uh, you could be a little bit more, uh, looser with the, uh, coverage, I think, as far yeah. as the, the sex that was going on there, some of the stuff in the office. So, uh, I wonder if we're going to see any of that from you. Uh, I kept away from that. I, I, the, uh, the, the whole thing, I mean, I, I wrote what was factual, and, and, right. but my hypothesis on the whole thing is that, um, the PMW went to Hiley and says, we got some, Really bad stuff, and highly says, "Well, we'll challenge anything that you say about theft, but if you want to hit us for for being organizationally poor, we'll take the hit on that." And it struck me as almost like the affidavit read like a, a plea deal, almost. Yeah, I agree Is with it? that because yeah. because the coverage of that uh, from the paramutual waging, wagering division was that. They didn't have the cameras uh, properly uh, servicing uh, what was yeah. going on as far as the money goes, that he was actually uh, storing cash in his office, which is a no-no according yeah. to the state rules, and their internal controls, which they, of course, filed before they opened. So, uh, you know, there was a lot of things that the entire organization did wrong, not just Nelson and his staff. Right, but they stopped short of uh, of nailing anybody on theft or from taking money from players which means the poker room you can you can call the poker room incompetent but you can't call it crooked and if i'm a car if i am a business of any kind that's the way i would do it too if i were hialeah i would say yeah we'll we'll take the hit we'll say we we were organizationally we need to do better but um you know, they need to preserve the trust of the players. And the trust of the players has been hurt, obviously. Their, yeah. their numbers are down a little bit. Uh, the regulars come a little bit less. The tips are, you know, a little slower to come. But, um, and, and which, which goes to your point is, Hialeah could have done a better PR job saying Absolutely. we run a cleaner room now. Absolutely. Yeah. They, they did yeah, not cooperate at all with me, so. That supports your argument there. Yeah. Nick, let me ask you, with you having just said that, that they're incompetent yeah. instead of being thieves, I was going to ask you two yeah. quick questions. This is the second part of one. But um, okay. do you expect um, that the management or any of the employees may have their licenses suspended um, at all because of what happened over there? I would think in the plea deal, if, if I'm going by, and it is just a hypothesis by me, but if, if you ran a plea deal, I think the PMW would say, yes, the, these four people in the poker room, their licenses are gone. That's non-negotiable. And Hialeah would say, okay, we have no problem with that. 
but I think they would limit it to uh, the, the uh, three assistant managers and Nelson is, is what I would do. Uh, the final order will be issued within a week is what the state told me today. And I think those will be mentioned in the final order, which is basically the penalties that go down. Okay. And, and what are you anticipating yeah. in penalties, Nick? I mean, have you heard anything from people that you trust in there? Like what kind of penalties – what do you think the more severe penalties to the least severe penalties are that they're going to face there at Hialeah? As yeah. It, as it concerns their poker room, obviously. Well, com- compare and contrast, uh, Gulfstream let children onto the floor one time. Some employees messed up, and, and it was on film and everything. And uh, the, the fine was hundred grand, I think it was. And Gulfstream had other issues. If you look back four or five years, I don't remember their problem with vouchers and replay. Yeah, that was, I remember uh, that. <laughs> remember all yeah, that? Yeah, I, the guy went up and he goes, where do I get my free money on the card? That's how they got caught, I believe. <laughs> yeah. So, so, Such an idiot. You know, they didn't get shut down. They got fined a six-figure fine, a low six-figure fine. You know, how do you guys compare and contrast these two? I would say it's at least equal. Oh, for sure. Oh, the, yeah. the fine should be 150K. Um, I think because they did the plea deal and agreed not to challenge everything, they won't get shut down, um, and, and I would think if they, there was a threat of being shut down, then Hialeah would have fought it harder. Yeah, there's okay. a couple of real ironies. I mean a couple of real ironies yeah. here, and that is, uh, you know, the first tournament that they have a 200k guarantee that brings in a lot of bigger yeah. name players from around the state, and uh, you know they're not going to let that stuff slide. They're going to notice when they look at the board players that know. things don't yeah. match up. So uh, that's kind of weird. Also. How hard John Brunetti worked over the years to get this thing done here and then to see a couple of uh, mid-level employees kind of screw things up for him big time. Right. But I think this is a, is a challenge for all the paramutuals in that they are all paramutual owners. Are they casino owners? And so, you, I mean, you look at Magic City, you look at Dania, you look at Gulfstream, uh, Mardi Gras, even Isle. Well, Isle had, you know, people came in and bought it, but the ones that are owned privately down here by people, um, those people had to get a quick education in how to run a casino. Right, right. You know. Yeah, um, no question. You know, or do they bring in, you know, I mean, he brought in Calibro, who is a casino guy. And and so, you know, Calibro should, could have known it. Yeah. You, you would think. Yeah, they missed so. a few things here and there, no question yeah, about it. Yeah, but Calibro's not, Calibro is a better slot guy. He himself will tell you that. Yeah, And no poker is such a small small number of your revenue, um, and tournament poker is a small number of cash right? of, of all that. Well, so, you, hate, you just hate yeah. to see all that stuff happen because you like to see big tournaments and things were starting to grow there, and now that put that set them back a couple of steps. So who knows if we'll ever yeah. see some kind of uh, tour coming in through there or what, but uh, uh, it's right. sad. You just don't want to see it happen. But the fact is I love to play cash there. Do you? I don't know. I don't know if you yet. I have not. Yeah. I think the money. I think the money is loose there. I think if you get your hand and you're patient, you'll get them. I, I think people don't like to be bluffed, and they think they're being bluffed. So if you get your great hand, you'll get paid. Well, that's um, that's true of all of Dade County, I think. <laughs> that's true too. <laughs> but I mean, they have great they have great food. They have phone charger right there. I've always been seated quickly. The English only thing does not bother me in the least because um, I think the dealers enforce it very well there. And uh, if I'm in a hand, nobody's speaking Spanish. You know, once they once they muck their cards, they're speaking Spanish. And I'm left out of the jokes. 
you know, and the convincing that that I enjoy. But as far as following the rule and respecting the game, I, I think the game's very well respected there when I play cash. Yeah, absolutely. So well, you know, the whole idea that it's that it's just Sodom and Gomorrah there, you know, that's that's kind of a shame because I don't think it is. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a little bit is. of a stretch. I agree, but yeah, uh, you know, obviously. Yeah. And I like Gomorrah better than Sodom. <laughs> <laughs> and when when you're put on trial on the two plus two forum, uh, you know, it's definitely not uh, yeah. fun to be part of that. Uh, listen, yes. Nick, I appreciate you taking the time again tonight. We're so glad that you're uh, back in action. Probably a little more than you that. want, or you have to cut back on your uh, Ironman triathlons? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, having to cut back uh, bike rides. I'll be out on my bike ride and my photo ring. And uh, the, the other thing I've learned is when you're working for yourself, and you've known this forever, I just realized it. When you work for yourself, you don't get comp time. Right. Right. That's right. True. It's not like I work, you know, I work Saturday so I can get Monday off. No, you're, you're still working for you. That's Sun Sentinel. I love to work Saturdays because it gave me Monday off. You know, so be it. Exactly. Well, listen, thanks for taking the time. We'll be following you. It's SouthFloridaGambling.com, where people can check that out on a regular basis. Uh, Of course, you'll be expanding and pick up the Herald on Fridays, and you'll catch Nick's article there in the weekend section, right? Yes, indeed. Okay, man. Uh, Appreciate it as usual. And we'll uh, we'll get together sometime soon. That's the deal. Let's get Joe in there, too. Yeah, there you sure. go. Thank you, Nick. Thanks. Take okay. care, partner. Okay, bye, Nick. bye. Bye-bye. Nick Sordal from the Miami Herald. It sounds weird to say that. But of course, Nick's stuff has been carried in the Herald in the past. There was kind of a somewhat of a journalistic agreement over the years. Uh, of course, you and I were around when they were just like mortal enemies, uh, <laughs> you know, battling on everything. So it's kind of a weird situation, I'm sure. But as Nick said, uh, Miami Herald, certainly one of the great papers in this country, and uh, just to be a part of that, we're happy for him. Yes, I am. I know, and I'm glad that he's back writing, and we've always enjoyed the hell out of his columns. Exactly. Uh, when we go, what's happening with this and that? And it's not easy to get information, believe me. When I went through this Hylia thing, uh, you know, I visited over there and sat in the office with the general manager, and, and it was basically I, the first time I got a little bit of stuff, and the second time I was like, we just cannot comment. We, uh, you know... And even off the record, you know, you're not getting a whole lot of stuff, and then you got to be careful about what you say and what you don't say. Yep. yep. But uh, Nick Sordle is, uh, is truly the man to go to for gambling in this town. Uh, I know that the, uh, you know, the paramutuals and some of the other places, they had to be uh, uh, tiptoeing around wondering, are we ever going to get any publicity in this town without Nick? So uh, <laughs> I'm sure they're glad he's back. <laughs> Well, I'm just glad the Herald realized it, that they got a really good guy who, who who has his hand on the pulse of this in South Florida. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we'll take a quick break here and a short segment when we come back. Uh, let's tell you again about our friends at Gulfstream Park because besides the uh, great racing, you know, that starts at like 12 noon, 12.05, I think is usually the first race post time uh, on the weekends there. You can go on Saturday morning and, and check out the breakfast at Gulfstream which is a great breakfast for $10 per person, a breakfast buffet, all you can eat. Children under three eat for free, and you're going to want to bring the kids because there's great entertainment for the whole family there, including character appearances in the morning, the chance to talk uh, for horse racing fans to talk to people who walk the horses, train the horses, uh, you know, and basically decide what's going on there as far as uh, putting on a great product. They have giveaways and prizes, and they even have a tour of the backstretch which you can get on the tram there and enjoy that as well. So uh, that's one of the fun things there. Of course, the Village of Gulfstream, as that place continues to expand, I think the uh, Pegasus is just about ready to go. I didn't have a chance to find out that, about that for sure. 
but uh, I know that Pegasus is on the uh, seat cushion as we uh, give those away. So so uh, that should be fun as well, and there'll be uh, plenty of things to look at and over there as we uh, move toward uh, a resolution of this great season, which is uh, well underway, and uh, certainly a lot of great races down the stretch, including the Florida Derby on April 2nd, which is really the jewel of the whole racing season. So check it out. Uh, we like the poker room because they spread great games there. They have a tremendous staff that is friendly and uh, competent and uh, solid. You know, it's a great place to go. You have nightly uh, tournaments there at 7 p.m. You have great games spread throughout the day. Uh, and just like all of South Florida, there's some money to be made there, Joe, as far as uh, uh, playing some of these people. Uh, I don't want to say that <laughs> yeah, they like, have loads of fish walking around, but uh, there is some uh, good stuff going on there where you can make some money. Like you told Nick just a few moments ago, <laughs> South Florida seems to be that type of place. Yeah, and the it's much, not just State uh, County. You're, like Nick said, if, you, if you're patient, you could take advantage of the machismo down here that you get where, as he mentioned, there's... There's a lot of people who think they're being bluffed, and they think that's a challenge to their manhood. And yeah. So you've got a great hand, and you play your hand out right. You're going to get paid, and Gulfstream is 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 as good a place as I need to get. We that. could do a whole show on that. Oh, Ways to increase yes, your uh, earnings uh, by, <laughs> by, by, by by playing people, and you know, if the tells and, and that sort of thing are important too. But uh, you know, when you hear people, oh, just it, it hurts me sometimes that I don't speak Spanish. I mean, during a hand, you're not supposed to speak Spanish at the table. And Nick talked about Hylia and how they handled that pretty well. But uh, you, speaking uh, fluent Spanish, you, uh, you could even pretend probably like you didn't uh, understand it at first and pick up some good oh, uh, side I've, talk. I've done that not only in poker but in other aspects <laughs> of my life throughout my whole life. Since I don't, I don't speak with an accent, a lot of people don't assume that I speak Spanish. But Gulfstream Park has a great poker room, 20 tables on the backside of the first floor casino. Uh, it's located in Hallandale Beach, easy to get to from all parts of South Florida. And of course, a great racing season going on now, as we mentioned. Check it out. Uh, give them a call if you want to find out what tournaments they're spreading, uh, what games they uh, have going on at any given time. Give them a call at 954-457-6336. That's 954-457-6336. Uh, great place to go and have fun here in South Florida, Gulfstream Park. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer could purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean. You can access a live demonstration of the game right now 
at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. They'll challenge your authority because that's what kids do. But this car is your territory. And in here, your word is law. So when you say you won't move until everyone's buckled up, you won't budge an inch until you hear that click. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. Final segment of the show, Big Dave and Joe. Uh, our thanks to Nick Sortle from the Miami Herald. I've I got to think about it when I say that. Make sure I don't yeah, slip into old habits. Settle, that's right. uh, but uh, SouthFloridaGambling.com is the name of the website where you can check out his blog and the latest information. Um, if you want to know what's going on in gambling in South Florida, that is the place. Make sure you bookmark that site and uh, visit it often. Also, thanks to uh, Chris Webster, who joined us the first part of the program as they kick off things underway tomorrow at the World Series of Poker Circuit event at the Palm Beach Kennel Club. Uh, it's located right next to the airport there, very convenient, uh, on the corner of Congress and Belvedere. Surprising people ain't parachuting into the... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Borgata Winter Poker Open, uh, the uh, main event uh, down to 73 players. We uh, had 82 a little while ago. They had uh, 1,171 total. Uh, the average chip, chip stack is about 480,000. And the last we heard, uh, Daniel Hinden was the chip leader with about a million and a half. Um, Joe McKeon battling uh, things up there. And uh, we'll try to get a little more information uh, over the next couple of days and see uh, how our South Florida guys did. Congratulations as well to uh, Chance Corneth and uh, Daryl Fish, two South Florida guys who won big events down at the Aussie Millions. And also the Ari Engel won the main event, uh, not a... He's actually originally from Toronto and lives in Vegas, but uh, you know I know he plays down here quite a bit, and I've uh, talked to him before. A very good player uh, in his own right as well. So, and just wanted to mention to you, Dave. I actually meant to tell you this off air, but I got a phone call today from uh, our friends uh, Sandy and Brian. Oh, okay. Um, meeting with them next Wednesday. Oh, great. But Sandy uh, gave me a little preview that next year's uh, big tournament in Aruba is going to be a half million dollar guarantee. Oh, wow. So I'll get a little bit more details next week They're about that. But I know they have uh, a big event coming up can, at the Isle Casino. Yeah, shortly. I congratulated them on having such a successful tournament over there and um, looking forward to meeting with them next Yeah, Wednesday. maybe we'll get them on the show again and talk about that. I know a local event down here that uh, attracts a lot of attention as well. There's always something going on here gotcha. in South Florida. That's gotcha. what we always say here in the poker world. We'll be covering all for you. Uh, I'll let you know next week what happens to me in the horse tournament. There you uh, go. i got to do a little better than instead of just being a calling uh, station. <laughs> and, and, and remember, don't make any of those mistakes. Yeah, exactly. I'll be sitting out around probably tomorrow sometime uh, along, the, uh, <laughs> along the way. Who knows? Anyway, that's going to do it for the show. Gio, thank you so much as usual for all the uh, great technical work on the program that gets us on the air and sounding great. Uh, Joe, thank you for a uh, long drive up here as usual and uh, adding your expertise. Our thanks to our guests, Nick Sordle of the Miami Herald and Chris Webster of the Palm Beach Kennel Club. And we'll bring you more next week here on another edition of the show. The views and opinions of the hosts 
guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies. 